Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. This is the Soho Radio Podcast, showcasing some of the best broadcasts from our online radio station, right from the heart of Soho, London. Across our music and culture channels, we have a wide range of shows covering every genre, along with chat shows, discussions and special broadcasts. Here is just one of our recent shows. To catch the full show, head to our Mixcloud page or listen live at SohoRadioLondon.com. Check one, two... Uh, okay, so we got Cyril, Cyril from Bongo Joe. Hi. Hello, hello. You made it, you made it in time and you actually made it before me, which Incredible. is brilliant. brilliant. Like uh, precise as Swiss clocks. I think last time I saw you was like, what was it, 15 years ago? I don't know, yeah, a long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to think about the years. I know, and I said in our age, I was like thinking on the way it was back here and I thought to myself like we know each other for so long <laughs> should we talk about it like give up our age you know how long it's been you know because I remember you back in the day with the Mama Roseanne yeah, yeah, yeah. you know and then Cyril Cyril and then Bongo Joe so for the people that don't know give us a little bit of introduction about yourself so yeah my name is Cyril Yeterian I have some Armenian origins, but like mainly Middle East. I'm born in Lebanon, then grew up in Beirut, Civil War, then Paris. Then I ended up, I don't know how, in Switzerland, Geneva. And uh, yeah, 10 years ago already, uh, almost 10 years ago, I, I founded a record store and a cafe and a venue called Bongo Joe, which turned uh, out being a label two years after. So since eight years now, I run the Bongo Joe uh, label as well. And uh, mainly I'm a musician. Uh, I've toured like all over the world during my 20s with this band that was called Mama Rosin. In UK, we played a lot. And then uh, we stopped the band uh, almost 10 years ago as well. So I concentrated my efforts uh, with the store and the label and then created a new band called Cyril Cyril. Why Cyril Cyril? Because uh, it's a duo and the other musician in the band is called as well Cyril, like me. No way. <laughs> <laughs> I was so it's like... easy, you know, like <laughs> easy to remember. And then uh, we've toured all around uh, since the past five, six years and uh, never got uh, to UK because we didn't like push things uh, as, as much as we could. We, I mean, we made kids. I had like this big baby, uh, like called the record store and the label and stuff. And now, like since many, many years, we're back in UK for our first tour. And I don't understand why I didn't come Earlier in Early UK because I UK. love you know I love this country and I love the audience and so yeah the first tour uh, a week and uh, and we've played all over and it was fantastic amazing so, and yeah now so in front of your your eyes at <laughs> 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 saw radio on a B side session uh, so okay so basically the shop and the label are two different things or also the name. Everybody say Bongo Joe, but yeah. there's a longer name for it, is it? Yeah, we, we, I mean, uh, we, we did a, a, a little, um, uh, how, how you say, uh, homage to, uh, th th I mean, there are many labels, of, like French 
labels from back like earlier uh, that were called les disques something you know les disques, les disques which means like yeah like records somehow ah, okay no? and so we I, i wanted to distinguish i mean make the difference between the store and the label like so the record store is bongo Joe records and then I think it, the difference was just for ourselves, you know, and we decided yeah. Le Disque Bongo Joe, but I mean, from outside, I mean, everyone, everybody for everyone it Bongo is, everybody is the same, you know. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. But I then, mean, I mean, it's different um, uh, company somehow, like, you know, it's not necessarily the same persons that work at the store and work at the label. Okay. The label so. is yourself and you got other partners? Yeah, yeah, we are. I mean, there are like five people. Okay. Uh, and the story, like we, we moved two years and a half ago to a new location in Geneva. Now we are like on, on a kind of fancy island in the middle of the city on the river. Where is the river split the... in two? Yeah, yeah, I mean, like you are surrounded by water somehow. And uh, and uh, and yeah, it, it's it's way bigger than it used to be. Uh, the older location was very small. I was in the previous one. I haven't been in the new one. Yeah, the new one is like super big. And uh, nice. and uh, and now like uh, there are almost like 30 persons working there. You know, like it became wow. something different. Uh, HHV new, <laughs> new scale. Now I mean I mean we, you know like um, there is a lot of space for events. And we have like the the store and uh, the cafe now have like uh, we have uh, outside like a terrace and we can like do you do like a late license when you do like a live no events? I mean we, we for, uh, so far we are like more like a day you know venue than uh, the, I mean I mean we we organize shows but they are, they are they are always early like uh, like from seven to nine we close at nine okay and then people can go out in like you know proper venues and yeah. nightlife I think it's decent hour for European shop to be open no till nine o'clock. <laughs> It's quite far yeah. late because here is six o'clock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. shut. Yeah. But do you remember the moment that you were like, uh, I want to open a record shop first or the label? I was always curious about that. Like, so, yeah, before uh, before having like Bongo Joe, I, I for like six or six years, like during the Mamarizin per- period era, I had another label called Moash Kone. And I used to to put out like same kind of mix between like the local scene and as well like reissues of music from everywhere. So I already had like this experience and okay. already had a label. So for me, like the Bongo Joe la- label somehow is the continuation of what I, I was already doing, you know? Okay. I, I put out, uh, like the first record I put out on my own label was like in 2007, I think, like in like 16 years ago. And and uh, and yeah, so so when I started Bongo Joe, the label, I already had like, you know, like I, I knew Bit how to experience. do it and I already had like, you know, contacts with distributions and stuff. So it was uh, easier. I think that's the key element when you start your own label <laughs> is, the, is the distributions. Yeah. I mean, you know, being an artist, releasing music, you were on Voodoo Records, I think, with the Mama Rosen. Is that Voodoo called? Rhythm, yeah. Voodoo Rhythm, sorry. I was close. <laughs> <laughs> Swiss Swiss label as well. Yeah, from Bern, the, the Swiss German side and run by a, a legend of the... Like what they call the blues trash garage scene, you know, yeah. in Switzerland. Uh, the guy is called the Reverend Bitman, who played like and still plays all around the world. But they had the Dead Brothers as well. Yeah, I yeah, think yeah. like yeah. really great bands. Yeah, from that. I love that label. All around, you know, like yeah, yeah, yeah they're a good landmark. I remember. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah. I find you first there, and then I start digging for the mm-hmm. other artists, and I was like, oh my, that's really cool label. Yeah, there that's are a lot of like rockabilly and garage bands, but then I mean that like the and and some like bands like what you you you, you say like uh, the brothers of mama rosin sounded a little bit different than the rest of the catalog yeah 
And, and what happened? The band, you just decided, okay, we want a different sound for now. Where, with Mama Roseanne, they just went like separate way. Because we were talking earlier about our kids. And yeah, I, yeah. I remember the gig was here in the central London. Yeah, yeah. And you told your father, I think his name is Robin, if I'm yeah, not mistaken, yeah. that your girlfriend is pregnant. <laughs> and he fell on the floor. <laughs> yeah, because my girlfriend, he's his sister. Oh, God. <laughs> that's why it was such a shock. Okay, yeah, yeah. Uh, no, the thing is, like, we toured too much, you know, and yeah. and, and somehow, like, we sh- it, we were not, like, shooting stars, but then, uh, yeah, too tired and, like, you know. Like, yeah. I mean, I so think it's bands. good, like, as a musician to keep changing, trying yeah. different hats, you know. Yeah, we, we, I mean, we didn't necessarily want to disband, but then uh, at a certain moment, we, were, I think we, we, I mean, we were touring, like, I don't know, like, one, 130 shows a year. I mean, we were not, I, I was sleeping more with Robin than with, my own <laughs> wife you know at a certain period so so yeah things became complicated and then uh we kind of divorced you know and and then like decided uh, like each of us do to his own ways. things you know well, and, I th- I and think for the better yeah yeah i mean i mean see where you are now with the label yeah, and yeah. it's it's always i always find it interesting how coincidence happening it's affecting something forward and mm-hmm. at the time you think like, oh yeah, that's it, that's done. And what, what am I going to do now? But look, you did great. Like, I mean, yeah, the thing job. is, when we stopped Mama Rosin, I was kind of traumatized of like, traumatized of like being in a van, touring all the time, etc. So I, I, I really thought to myself, like, I won't play anymore. I mean, I've done it, you know? I toured yeah. all around and now let's concentrate and focus on different things, you know? I mean, still music and with the store and the label, but I was not really thinking about like in the setting up a new band etc so it was a kind of a chance you know like when we met with Cyril the other Cyril I mean we knew each other because of our uh, uh, reputation in town I mean he was uh, like very active in the jazz and experimental scene and on his side he knew uh, you know I, I mean I had my Marzin and I, you know, we were representing more like the rock side of of the music scene of Geneva but then I mean one day Three years after having like opened the store, the, the store's uh, doors for the first time, I thought to myself like now it's kind of running, you know. So maybe I mean I was attracted again to play music with some with some someone, and I asked him like, hey uh, Cyril, I know I heard you had a, a, st- a studio where I could rehearse, you know. And he told me yeah, and you have a musicians too, you like, and let's try <laughs> together, you know. And I mean it, we really didn't plan anything, you know. It was just like uh But that's spontaneous. the most amazing things, no? Yeah, like yeah. when you don't plan it, you do it, you go, you mingling, yeah. you're talking, like, oh, let's try to do that, and then, puff, you. Yeah. And releasing, because you release uh, your stuff on Bongo Joe, and that's always a question that I wanted to ask, like, how hard is it promoting yourself so, on your so, own label? Uh, okay, uh, I, I really don't uh, like feel comfortable like uh, you know self promoting myself, and uh, that's why I mean the chance we've had with uh, Cyril is that uh, it's not I mean the main label is not Bongo Joe for Cyril Cyril, the the, the label is a, a, par- a label from Paris called Born Bad Records. Born, yeah, I know them. Yeah, yeah, they're great. Yeah, yeah, it's a great label like uh, super settled in France and internationally. I mean they, they did uh, you know like. Like the, the famous thing they've done uh, is like the compilation of Francis Bebe, you know? Yeah, oh, I love that uh, one. And I mean, a lot of compilations, a lot of bands, like a super like worldwide known band singing in French called La Femme. Uh, 
who are touring all over the world. And I mean, uh, and I mean, most recently they put out uh, um, uh, Mazuni from Algeria. They just put out a, a Rai compilation as well. Yeah. I mean, they they're, they're into a lot of different things. And uh, and I mean, I I was not that much looking for. I mean. My hope was like finding someone to do the effort of, you know, like uh, talking. I mean, I spend all my 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 my, my days uh, like promoting bands, you know, because when I I mean when I when I discover uh, a music I really love and I put out on the label, I, I mean I, I'm just like obsessed about like you know like to share ma- it. making them like putting some light, you know, on them. But then doing it for my own music was weird, you know. It's so, so, hard. so that's why. And then the the guy from Born Bad, I mean, he spontaneously wrote to me uh, because we had a, a very first single with Cyril Cyril he heard on the radio in France and he said ah wow I love your music so I mean I will put out your, your first album and then wow. the second one and I was like wow super relieved because I even didn't have to look for a label you know oh it God. came directly to us so I felt uh, super lucky with this you know well I, th- I think that's quite amazing I mean I knew that there is another label yeah, yeah. I can remember it's actually yeah. Born Bad Records because yeah. I had some other releases from them uh-huh. And I think it's the right thing to do, you know, in general, because it's so hard from the same space as a person that own a record label. Mm. I always see it as an enthusiastic, as, as, a, as a DJ selector, mm. you know, because when you go to DJ, you, you just play music for people. You say, oh, you're going to hear that. So I feel it's the same uh, mission, same yeah, journey yeah. <laughs> as exactly. a record owner. Yeah. Like, you, you got to check this band, you uh. know. I, I always find it uh, sometimes a bit harder to, by the time it's actually been released, From the moment that you heard the demos, you know, there's a lot, <laughs> a lot of process. Oh, yes. And you're always like, you know, you know what's coming up next, which is a, always a funny, a funny a process, yeah, I think, yeah. in, in, uh, when you're running a record label because you're so much ahead in your mind and you're kind of like, oh, I can't wait for people to hear that. <laughs> you know, I, I know the feeling. Oh, yes. But I, I totally understand. I mean, because c- you, you work with different acts. Some, there was a big part of uh, the Swiss scene Uh-huh. that you were supporting but then you were working with, with some other bands yeah uh, for me there are three axes yeah like uh, the reissue from everywhere and every eras of music from all around like discoveries I, I do as a let's say digger you know or just like a curious curious music lover yeah And then, uh, yeah, I mean, f- like the local scene is, especially in Geneva, it's very rich. There, there, I mean, it's a city where, it's a small city, but there is a, a lot of different communities living in, historically in the in the city. And I mean, uh, uh, there's a strong, like, uh, alternative underground scene also. I mean, Geneva in the 80s and the 90s was the most squatted city in Europe, you know? No way. I mean, when I was a teenager, it, it just, like, changed my, my life forever, you know, like... Uh, Just evolving in this uh, in this uh, in this uh, underground uh, uh, you know, scene with like all those squats where you I mean as as a broken teenager I could just access to so many shows and even like play as a young musician like easily in like venues and stuff you know and so and this I mean gave like uh, me a lot of ideas of how to run my life as well you know yeah. And uh, and so yeah, Geneva have like historically a lot of uh, very active you know like music scene and a lot of musicians, a lot of like DIY people uh, and and I mean yeah so uh, it was very important to 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 me to show you know this music scene through the label catalog and then I mean yeah I mean being a musician on tour uh, makes me travel 
and uh, and and yeah, connecting with other cities, music scenes. So with the label, yeah, we are strongly connected with uh, Amsterdam, uh, Istanbul, Bogota, recently Brussels. So do you uh, remember a moment when you were like on the tour and you saw a band on stage? You were like, oh, this is really good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Any yeah, band? It happens all the time. No? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Amazing. And then yeah, sometimes you have the feeling it's it's you know like the music you were. You didn't know it existed, but you were expecting it, you know, for exactly. like to put out next. And I mean, it's it's it's. It, we, I mean, I put out really everything that, like you know, come to me with no borders, and you know, like so. So sometimes maybe it's hard to follow, you know, because it's 360 degrees, you know, like we put out all kind of music. Sometimes I have the feeling that like uh, you know a label that would focus on. Uh, on like one music scene or you know like uh, it's more readable you know more understandable that what we do but then I mean I think maybe we are awaited for the unexpected things so maybe if I mean I would like people to tell me like hey I, I, I like what you put out because I never know what it's gonna be you know and 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 That's I have good. the feeling it's it's our like that we do what 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 what, what we do you know by far by far I think at some point uh, I would say few years back uh, there was a bit of a similar sound mm. and then you start to expand it really really you know to totally different uh, region in terms of a sound and mm. then the issues came out a bit more and yeah I love that at Bongujo I think it's always had a flavor uh, of something different as exactly as you said when mm. there is a new release I'm not thinking like oh yeah it's gonna be funky or it's gonna be Middle Eastern or you know it's um, okay, let's press play and see what, what it's going to take me. And I love that. I love that. I think yeah. let's keep it fresh. I think as for an artist, it's important as well. So mm. the artist doesn't always do the same yeah, thing. Yeah. So you don't expect uh, a certain sound from an artist. Mm. And and also for a label, because yeah. I think after a while, you have to expand that, that sound. I mean, that's my way. And I really respect like, you know, like other ways of doing things and being obsessed with the same sound I mean this is totally fine as well you know but I mean the the the, the I'm, I think I'm too curious to stick to one style or, or one you know area in the world or you bring yourself as well as a DJ as a digger in that sense do you do a lot of DJ sets yeah yeah uh, I, I do because you got all the qualities of a digger of a DJ <laughs> <and everything. laughs> no no I used to do a lot and then uh, and then uh, yes yeah, I mean I still DJ quite quite often but then i'm i'm not like trying to develop this side you know like i already do uh, enough yeah. uh, things but then i mean you know like people ask so i do it you're happy to do it yeah yeah i mean i i i i i don't i i you won't see me djing between 3 and 5 in the morning anymore oh, but man. then uh, i mean as soon as it's earlier <laughs> you can see me uh, you know like <laughs> yeah. putting records i understand that D do you remember uh, it's a funny question, though. But do you remember when you got the demos from Altingun? Yes. And, yes. and did you have that feeling of like, that's going to be a game change? Or no. you were like, oh, I really no. like it. I'm going to release no, it. No, I just liked it. And uh, f like, I was not expecting this uh, take off, you know? I was really surprised. Because, I mean, I, I immediately like, uh, you know, like liked what I was hearing. But then... Uh, I was not expecting that much of attention on this, you know, because I knew already, uh, you know, uh, like the older, like the old song. I mean, you know, like the older, the like the, the, the golden era and all the heroes of that, that scene. And I thought, okay, it's a new take and it sounds fresh, etc. But I was not, uh, I didn't like 
calculate and I was not aware that like people really needed to listen to it and would like appreciate it that much you know and uh, and uh, and it was very exciting and very um uh pushing you know us because i mean it was the early days of the label and we were not that much you know prepared to such a success but then it was super exciting because we we we, we really felt like you know like this attention and like worldwide like people asking and more and more and more and more and uh, and then uh, and then uh, yeah i mean and uh, it happened what happened it's you know the like, doors, yeah, yeah of course and uh and uh and then yeah i mean we we put out the first singles and uh it 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 went really crazy then the album and it, then because uh, you did like the seven inches couple of seven inches yeah three the seven album. inches then uh the first album and then they signed uh through their manager uh on like uh, an american label called ato and uh yeah i mean we with the management, I mean, he, he didn't feel us prepared for what was next. I, I, deep inside myself, I, I think we could have handled easily, you know. Easily. But then, I mean, you know, that's, you know. That's a different conversation. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, another thing is, I mean, I, I cannot, like, you know, force anyone to, like, be on our label, you know. Like, exactly. So. But it was a hard decision, you know, for the for the band because they really, they still, like, really love uh, what we do and who we are. And, I mean, you know, we we, we are part of their story. So, so. Look, it feels like they're all you know? like kind of friends and connected. I had the yin yin in here, mm. and we were talking about the album as well and about your beautiful label. And mm. it feels like everybody's our friends together in the yeah, same yeah. scene, which is, I think, it's the key element. You yeah, know, for sure. Because you're thriving from each other's, mm. you know, releases. And another thing about about Bongo Joe, like, apart from Altin Goon, was any sort of a memory from your side of a, a record that you released and went like I like it but that's you know did really well anyway you know what I'm saying like apart uh, extend your expectation um uh, yeah I mean uh, hard question mm, I, I, I really I mean I really expect all the releases <laughs> to, <laughs> to, to just you know go their way, like you know, like better than what I'm expecting. And uh, it's super hard to read, you know, like the market and know, like you know. I mean, we put out music that is not like always easy to sell somehow, you know, like yeah. it can be a, a bit too experimental, edgy, or anything, you know. Uh, but sometimes I, I have, a, I mean, I, I, recently, like the past year, we put out. Uh, a a trio from France, from close to Lyon, uh, playing like a crowd experimental dub called Société Étrange. And this band, I really love this band, I really love their sound. But then I thought, uh, yeah, I mean, it's 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 really like for the, the music nerds somehow, you know. But th th there is something super strong in it, and I really want to to work with them. And uh, and it it did uh, way better than I, than I was expected, you know. There you go. Yeah. And this this was for me a, 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 re, a real a real <laughs> success because it's not uh, it's not that easy you know there is no voice it's just instrumental like long long tracks and then I mean they had radio plays and uh, and I mean they were calling me like what happened Cyril what did you do you're a magician I mean we're you no know way. like so many festivals outside France are calling us to play and I mean they 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 were really feeling there was uh, an impact on like being on Bongojo and, and I think that's and, the power of the label sometimes yeah. people ask me you know oh, why should I sign to a label because you know I can do everything by myself mm. it's like i think being a part of of a 
you know, spinning yeah. machine, a wheel that works, that have a following. People love Bongo Joe. Mm-hmm. They they want to, as you said, hear the different style of what you're releasing, and and they felt it. They felt it straight away. Mm-hmm. I, think. I, I mean, you know, like uh, we we work hard for it. You know, of course. I mean, since so many years now, and. Uh, Yeah, maybe younger generation thing that you just like record on your on your own and then find a like digital distribution and then like success will knock on your door, you know. But I mean, it's a, a very long, you know, long time uh, work. And and I mean, we are like, I'm not alone, you know. I mean, there are other people uh, working uh, with me with the label. And I mean, these days I, I feel yeah. I mean, I can I can feel. I mean, we're almost like after eight years now we are reaching like number. I mean the 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 hundred album put out on the on on the label. I mean the numbers now are like ninety something or ninety five or something. Wow. So I feel wow already like hundred albums and it's not counting the singles and yeah, the yeah, yeah. and the twelve inches and stuff you know. So yeah, I mean there is a you know I mean we put out I mean we put out like one album per month since eight years you know. So yeah, which, which it's a lot. It's a lot of work. But then I mean there is like and and I have the feeling I I spend all my days to say no to everyone. But then still there are some you know music that it's so hard in the no, pipeline. It's, you know? it's so hard to say no. I was fine yeah. because you know I think the the main thing when you run a label. I mean for me it was to listen to everything, mm. which is you know it's I have to, and get back to everyone. Mm. But every time I say no, ma. Yeah, I know it's it's hard away. to say no. But I mean. The, the 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 yeah the thing is uh since and and we have this wide range of music styles you know so i receive like every day i, I cannot listen to to all the emails i receive any, any, anymore you know and yeah, this is this imagine. is this is a uh, yeah it's uh, frustrating because i even like don't have the time to listen to music you know people like spontaneously send to me and uh and i mean now we have uh, i mean we i already know what we're gonna put out in december of next year you know december 24 yeah Okay. Wow. That's way ahead. That's way ahead, but then I mean, you know, like uh, it's just and and these days I say sorry. I mean, I I I cannot like you tell can't you yes because somebody yeah, because <laughs> somebody finish an album and they want it to be out like in two months, yeah, yeah. three but months. But you see with your, with your own label, I mean, uh, at a certain moment you have enough bands, you know, that like produce their produce music. music. Yeah. And I mean, if you I mean, I I still for me it's very important to stay open to new inputs. Yeah. But then I mean, you have all the, you know, like the 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 bands that already put out music on your label that tell you they're going to put out I mean that have a new album ready yeah. and compose with like you know, like like newcomers and like the 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 one from your roster plus the the like the the reissues and stuff I mean it it feels super fast you know and I mean it's already too much I mean you know if if we if we wanted to work even better on each release we we, we should not put out that many records you know I mean yeah. I mean we should like stick on maybe six to eight per year is not like 12 or 14 per year you know and yeah um, but at the same time look it's it depends on the bands you know like for us we are like first quarter of 24 which mm-hmm. i never thought i'm gonna be like so much ahead but sababa five for example they keep you know sending us music mm-hmm. constantly they released an album last year in november and there's another one coming up in wow. december which is incredible yeah. and prolific f- yeah and a friend went like Oh, you're working them hard. I was like, I, I don't do anything. They just do it themselves. They just constantly bring in music, you know? And sometimes at some point we had a conversation about it. I was like, oh, maybe we should put in 24. Yeah. And I said, if we're going to release you an album 24, that'd be the only album. I could do a couple of seven inches. Yeah. And they were like, 
you know what to do it in 23 because we want to do another album in 24 so some musicians are so on it yeah. but they say and you always want to keep it open you uh, know, to be able to get more, yeah, more stuff coming I think in. it's important yeah. absolutely you mentioned earlier something about the poster here people can't see the poster but I was like <laughs> There's a nice story behind it so. yeah I mean the the, the, the so it, so so it's the um, a, an event that uh, happened in Portland Oregon in the states and run by Mississippi records and Mississippi records is uh, the most important label in my life it uh, changed my life you know the day I discovered and I bought the first of their releases and now they had like maybe 300 releases I mean they, they put out a lot of a lot of music and made me discover so many unknown music from everywhere and uh and uh yeah specialized in the b side of music history somehow you know and uh so we became friends with uh, the owner uh eric who runs the record store you know mississippi records in portland and also the label and uh so almost 10 years ago when uh when i was about i mean i knew i was about to open the doors of a new record store and a cafe in geneva I realized that had I had no experience at all, you know, like <laughs> running a record store. I mean, I was I was putting out records on my older label, exchanging with other labels. So I had a little distribution somehow. And with Mama Rosin, when we were touring, I always had like crates with different labels and hours, you know, and trading, exchanging and connecting with stores. And I mean, but then uh, then I realized like, I, I don't know nothing about like just like being a record store owner. So I, I called him and I told him like, can I just come and you learn me, you know? Wow. You learn to me like things I should know, you know, to, to and, and so he said yes. And so I spent like two weeks like uh, <laughs> Mississippi. at the Mississippi Records. And uh, what's funny is, is that I brought, I mean, then he gave me before I leave a, a lot of records uh, to fill uh, the shelves of the new, uh, new, new, I mean, about to open store and he gave me a lot of posters of uh, what you know like all the events etc which has which are really like powerful artifacts to me because they were like you know the first posters I, I put in the in the young store and it brought a lot of like good vibe you know to it so when I see this poster I, I, I think about I, it reminded me 10 years ago like what happened you know it threw you way back yeah yeah any I, magic I, tricks that he taught you that you want to pass <laughs> forward to the next generation <laughs> no this I can't tell so oh, okay that's another poster no I mean there, no, nothing I mean you know like uh, just it's i mean for me like i i never dreamt about just like dealing records and what 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 gets me happy is like uh running uh, uh uh i mean having a place where people can gather yeah i mean you know as a musician and music lover i think like the power of music the main power of music is to gather people together you know yeah and uh and uh and uh, and, and that's what happens when you have a I mean, I, I wouldn't be interested in just like uh, buying, trading, selling records to record nerds, you know? I mean, what I like is uh, having people from the neighborhood like that don't collect records, but then they're interested they by the, the, coffee, the vibe yeah. and have a coffee. And then that can like mix and meet, you know, like musicians that would play. The I mean, you know, like having this kind of hub connecting many people. And, uh, and so we are soon celebrating the 10 years of the store. And I realize how much... 
of an impact we've had on our music scene, for example, you know. So many bands just like, you know, musicians met at the store and like, you know, ma made, like created bands together. And uh, after a while, and that, that became like important bands from the music scene, you know. And I'm, I'm, for me, it's such an achievement, you know, to, like to, to realize this, you know, that uh, we had uh, an impact on the, you know, the music history of our city, you know. Amazing. You know, I met a dude uh, about a couple of weeks ago. We're always talking, we're using the same co-working space. And he was telling me about this compilation that he bought and he showed me the record and it was one of your records, you know, from that music from the island that nobody ever heard music <laughs> before. You know what I'm talking about? I think it's yes. a There are different islands, but yeah, it must be like uh, uh, Indian Ocean, like the Mauritius Island. Yeah. Solsega. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think that's that's the one. And he loved that. And he said, he showed me this album. So, oh man, I really enjoyed that album. And it made him go visit no way. the space. Wow. And I was like, man, I gotta tell this to Siri. <laughs> <laughs> like, look how strong wow. is that yeah. impact, impact that you did on that record. Mm. You released it, somebody heard it, went with his girlfriend, bought a ticket, and they go in there yeah, like, incredible. to visit you the space. You cannot please me more, you know? Yeah, and that's, that's yeah, incredible. Yeah, it's incredible. And on the other side, uh, when we put out like uh, music from those remote islands of like South Africa, uh, I received some emails from unknown people living there telling me like, thanks, because no one like here, like on the island is doing this, has done this job before. And so we can listen to songs that we hadn't listened to since like 30 years or 40 years because I mean you know it's like it, they, I mean they were only on like old crappy seven inches wow. they were not on internet and like there was no way for people from th these islands and this culture that they could access to their own musical heritage you know how you end up getting to those spaces how you end up getting digging in these yeah. crates of yeah. records how that come across <sighs> So, you know, like, yeah, it's, uh, that's that's uh, the the yeah that's what's interesting in maybe you know having this passion and just being curious you know and and meeting people and you know and 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 then exchanging you know like uh, discoveries with a lot of friends from all around you know and then um yeah people go then, oh, yeah, you gotta hear that and then yeah yeah and then i mean you know like uh, i think with the growing reputation of the label uh, as well like uh, like People maybe like uh, uh, you know uh, have have some uh, uh, like the way we put out music and maybe think it's you know it's well done and so some people sometimes just like uh, you know ring the bell and say hey I'm super passionate about like an unknown uh, music uh, I would love to collaborate with you you know it it happens already okay yeah. oh, that's interesting yeah. so we got uh, something here on the needle that I really love. Uh, we, we're gonna play it and then we're gonna talk a little okay. bit about it, okay? Okay, let's do it. say i let you i let you adjust your mic first and yes 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 we are here 
I must say, I remember that came out on the 7-inch. Yes. A-side, B-side, both like, bang! <laughs> Incredible. And I think we talked about it at some point. We're like, yeah, there's an album coming up. And it takes a long time. Oh, yes. So those things take a long time sometimes. Sometimes, yes. And then, I mean, you have to go with the flow some, 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 somehow. And yeah, I mean, the, the Les Abranis, who historically are... Uh, you know, like the the pioneers of uh, Algerian prog rock scenes. I mean, reggae. I mean, they they really like uh, pushed forward. You know, like uh, like like the yeah. I mean, Algerian non Arabic. You no, know, they they are like uh, Berber. You know, uh, Kabyle. Okay. And uh, and uh, and I mean, they 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 they. they They're not singing in Arabic. They're singing in Kabyle. You know, it's 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 not it's not. A, and I mean, th- these people have been like uh, like despised by the like Arabic governments in the 70s, 80s, etc. So they are like uh, fighters somehow. You know, yeah. and uh, in their in their history, they've they've been put in prison like just be, be, be because they were like you know like just like non-arabic musician in algeria and i mean it it would like you know it, it was too much of a mess you know for the government of of, of these days there's a big uh, notes inside the record yeah, yeah like, because uh, the, 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 the and, stories and we, we could have written a book you know really? of, about their lives but then, i mean it, it'd have to stay uh you know like uh, short because still you will learn a lot of things about their lives and w- why it took so long is that i mean even the musicians don't have their own records you know i mean uh it took us many years to find like a uh, good copies of some of the of, of, of the of the of some some songs we wanted to put out on the compilation and uh, and the two like b- like founders Shami and Karim they 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 yeah I mean they they disbanded so many years ago and they were not talking to each other anymore since maybe 20 or 30 years you know so it took a, a, a very long time to just like you know like make things square you know about licensing yeah. and having their agreement etc and then like looking for the good copies i mean it, it was like a, such an adventure but then wow finally we did I, i could not believe i had this record finally in my hand because at some at different moment i i, I was I, i was about to give up you know no way yeah yeah because uh, i mean it, it's things were just completely stuck you know and and so i thought okay It's we, 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 we would have control, put out no? uh, sorry like all remote control like all, all yeah that. I mean sometimes I mean you're in contact with someone living in Algeria and, and or like the other one lives in Paris but then then for six months they would not answer anymore you know I mean, okay. not that not that much interested <laughs> about your work, or uh, they don't understand, and I mean, and, uh, and I mean, they're into something else, and etc. etc. So it takes a lot of time. Sometimes it's super fast, and all the stars are aligned somehow, and sometimes <laughs> it's not, you know. But then finally, and I I called Shami, one of the two uh, founders, like uh, just like last week, and he's super happy because they are like you know uh, reviews in the major like uh, medias in France, etc. And say, hey Cyril, I'm so proud we did it, and uh, then I'm like, wow, okay, we achieved it. That's cool, of course. And it's, the, it's the main, the feeling, main, no? the most important thing is like that to. Sp- You know, like just put a light on obscure music and like bring new ears to listen to it. You know, this is the main thing about the label. You know, I don't do this to become rich or I don't know anything. I mean, I just do this because my passion for music brings me there and want to to fight to 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 open people's heads and minds. You know, with yeah. like new perspectives. 
Well, I think he definitely managed to do that. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for saying it. By far, yeah, of course. It's, uh, you know, it's a question that always comes into my mind regarding uh, musicians, people that do music, because it's, it's that moment in your life that you remember going like, yeah, that's what I want to do. That's, that's what's going to aim me. Do you remember that switch mm-hmm. in your life that you're like, I'm going to be a musician? You know, after we talk about when you decided to start the label, because it's, it's not every musician start their own label. Mm. You know, not every musician have the same dig and need like you have as an individual for digging to different sounds. Mm. Actually, I think the majority of the musician kind of stuck in their own sound. So what, what do you think was like your key elements that happened in your life to go like your parents doing music? Or is that something you grew up in the house or... The, the, you saw Madonna and you went like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, you know, like growing up in three different countries and having this strong, like, uh, you know, like a Middle Eastern, like background and then having a, yeah, a difficult time during my teenagehood, not knowing who I was, you know, because I had to adapt to new contexts, you know, and uh, being always the stranger somehow, you know took me many years to just finally accept myself as I as as, as like who I was and how uh, was that feeling like you know because you obviously didn't grow up in didn't born in Switzerland yeah I mean did, did it, you feel really as a foreigner I would say yeah I mean Geneva you know like it was one of the 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 the, the you know the headquarters of uh, of um uh who do you say this um uh, p- protestant protestant you know like uh, protestantism we say this like you know like the the there was like calvin Cal- Cal- jean calvin was like one of the first like huge dictator of the modern times somehow like it was it was middle age but then i mean people in geneva have like this heritage of like like Calvinism and all this like it was a divorce from uh, like the Christian uh, you know religion and uh, and 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 then it ended up like the idea was great like you know like Catholicism is doing uh, like a nonsense shit and uh, and uh, and too much power and too much gold but then I mean the people that you know like uh, decided to to break the the rules and 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 do their own like church somehow they became even worse you know somehow and so this is the context of Geneva you know like uh, I mean it's like hundreds of years ago but still I mean it's it's a city where people uh, feel I have the feeling that they are you know they're they feel ashamed of being themselves somehow, right. and when when we when we when we when you are like a lot of energy and super social and you know like a bit, a bit I'm a bit too chaotic for this society, you know, and <laughs> uh, and and this is uh, because I you know I carry with me my myself my you know my 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 roots of you know being from the south more you know or the east, and uh, and yeah I mean during my teenagers it was super hard because I felt super judged you know and not welcomed somehow. And uh, and and nowadays, you know, like I, I I I put a lot of effort to you know like create. I mean, having my own world inside, you know, this uh, this very judging, you know, like uh, society somehow. And I, I and and I mean, time have are changing as well. You know, I think for the better for like this area in the world. And uh, and uh, and yeah, so so. So maybe it's this that uh, you know, like my need of uh, like 
putting a lot of energy of like uh, you know like uh, discovering things, being being curious, uh, trying to share a lot, etc. Was uh, a reaction to you know, like this established uh, you know uh, uh, super like stable you know like uh, context where I I, I I I grew up you know like my late teenagehood until my adult life. Anything that brought you into the music, like mm -hmm. you think that brought you into the music? That's I mean. I mean, I've always listened to all kinds of music. My parents were listening to all the great singers of the Arabic world, you know, like I grew up with uh, Asmahan, Feirouz, and, and, uh, and, uh, and uh, <clears throat> all, like all this culture. But then, I mean, uh, yeah, it's, it's strange because then I had to listen to everything was what was listening, like as a teenager, you know, like yeah. I discovered Nirvana and stuff, but then I was still like at home listening to Arabic music. But then my parents were not like, um, are not musicians at all. But then, yeah, something I had to express myself through, like, through it. So you pick up an instrument, and then you went like it felt. It felt like it was the right thing to do. Yeah, like, yeah. I mean, yeah, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a self-thought musician, so I'm, I, I like DIY, and uh, and say so, yeah, I started I'm, as I as I've told you, like uh, when I was a teenager, it was the end of this squat era, and we could you know like express ourselves quite easily, you know. Because uh, because uh, then there were like a lot of like uh, you know uh, scenes you could access to stages for free and uh, and so even if I was not like like knowing how to play well my my instrument I could already like you know tell something you know like like yeah. show my music to people so that's the way I I I I, I learned music like being on stage from the scratch <laughs> bring it on like punk style yeah, you yeah know, to like... super punk style and 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 and, and then uh, it brought like uh, like this 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 we had uh, you know like brought Mama Rosin also like uh, you know the flavor like uh, being kind of a uh, Yeah, a punky attitude, uh, you know, and, 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 and just taking the music that we loved and, and making super powerful on stage, you know. Okay, brilliant. Uh, when, when you started, not Bongojo, the previous label, mm -hmm. what, what was, I would say, what was the element that kind of made you say, like, I want to release other people's music rather than just uh, being a musician? Mm -hmm. Because I think at, at some point... Uh, you know it's it's a totally different it's a business if you know what i mean like in the beginning it's it's yeah. it's not because it's not <laughs> making any money for a long time but then you know if somebody i would say like younger listening and want to start their own label any keys elements you know what what do you think is the right elements for you to start your own label mm. to to do your own thing i think it's the need to share you know and uh and uh The other Cyril is walking in the street. <laughs> That's cool. I like. I like it. Um, yeah, the, the the need to share your like you know your own world. Some somehow like you know like uh, music scenes are world into worlds. You know, and uh, and uh, and like it like even even if you're in London, I'm sure like there are kind of community of musicians that know each other that share like you know like uh, stages that maybe play together, etc. And so the, the 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 yeah, I mean having like other musicians around and thinking like uh, yeah, I mean we are touring, but then I would love to you know like to to put like others music in others people hands you know and 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 yeah i mean create a world uh, that we could we can share with the most like like most interested people so that that's what brought me 
I think to I mean you're talking about business but yeah I think I mean it's been like an, an idealistic business for many years I mean I was not doing this I mean I was doing this because I felt the need you know and to 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 express not only myself but like um, yeah showing the scene you know somehow and uh and and yeah i mean we with this older label i think we haven't paid ourselves for like super like a, almost the like six or seven years <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just yeah. just I like you know like the money we're making with it was just like the money we were used for the next record etc but then i mean it it, it brought uh, uh, interesting input because then You can easily also share, you know, like uh, the record you put out with other, like, you know, like, uh, I mean, in in each city you're playing, there's always an independent music scene with which they are super happy to exchange. Yeah, exchange. And I mean, now uh, we do this, I, I'd love to do it more at the store, but we are collaborating, for example, with a record store in Brussels. And every now and then they send us a box of like 20 or 30 records uh, that are not distributed, you know, like uh, self-released. Okay, uh, so from just Brussels like for the music local scene. scene. And we have a shelf called like uh, Brussels Today. No and way. it's created by the record store in Brussels. And on our side, I mean, they, the Brussels record store, they get the Bongojo releases through the distribution. But then we 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 we, we pack for them uh, like a um, special box. Yeah, a special box of everything that's around us. And I mean, end up at the store obviously because it's the local music scene. But then 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 that never you know like export you know. And so we oh, do this, cool. and I'd love to do it with you know a London store, a Par like a store from Paris, and having like these sections because this should I mean. And then when you have like uh, curious, the most curious people, uh, music lover that would come at the store you know can dig you know from Geneva the the independent underground music scene from other cities you know this is a kind of my dream for the store so we, we, we are starting with Brussels and let's see if we do it but then I mean you know everything is linked why I tell this is that I think that yeah I mean I, I think I'm just over passionate by the idea of sharing you know I love it I love it I think it's I think it's the the best thing to That the way that you tell it and it's exactly the way the thing that I feel about it is basically this as long as you want to share the music with as many people as like when I always used to DJ people used to come and say oh what is this what's that and then mm. I always show and I, I remember one time a friend was like are you you cool to share like the tunes like of course you know so mm. like back in the 80s when they used to do people <laughs> no. just to put stickers on the label yeah, so nobody know what they were playing and for me it was always about sharing uh -huh. you know like you know when I meet friends musician diggers you know running your own record label always you know come with the bag of like oh man you gotta listen to this mm. i remember when i started and i was trying to do self distribution in the shops yeah. you know and some of the shop like yeah we don't want to take without even listening we don't want to take new stuff i'll be like okay so i'll give you one just just yeah. listen to it just enjoy it you mm. know because i think it's super key element yeah i mean why do you wake up every morning you know like uh what what's 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 the meaning of life you know somehow and yeah. uh and i think uh music is a very powerful uh, i would say like not tool you know but it's a, it's a, it's a, one of the best way to just feel good and cure yourself you know while, while being on earth you know like uh give answers to the void of like uh, of the meaning like 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 questions we have i mean music can really heal and cure yeah my uh, approach is music is my bible 
Yeah, I know. This is the answers for, for everything. Yeah. In terms of the lyrics, of the music, mm. of the melodies, it's, it's all yeah. been written, everybody said, and it's like, I think I always had that uh, feeling with that. Mm. And I don't know, for, for myself, I always feel like as a digger, I, you know, when I wake up, one of the first or second, third thing that I do is I listen to something new. Because it's just a part of my routine. If it's mm. uh, from a label that I like or just on Bandcamp, mm. you know, which is always like the discovery yeah. mode, finding new stuff. Yeah. And it's, it's coming from the same space, you know, mm. to, to reach yeah, yeah. your... your Knowledge. Yeah, and I mean, you, you, through music, you, 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 I mean, I think the, the main goal or, or the main job uh, being an artist is to, you know, like to observe and receive, like, you know, like what, 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 what's the, what, what, what the world is, you know, and that surrounds us is and translate it in something, you know, into something which, you know, you can then tell to other people around you uh, through your art you know and uh, and uh, and uh, and listening to music or reading a book or you know uh, like just uh, watching for like uh, you know like a piece of art is all the same you know it's just like it tells you something about your like you know like life and uh, and, and 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 yeah i mean listening to music new music will tell you a lot about like you know like Host, ho host the world, you know, today. <laughs> yeah, for sure. You know, I always like to ask uh, about the crazy story about a gig, you know, and you've been touring like forever, as you said, you were doing so many gigs. But <laughs> the first thing you told me when you came in, <laughs> you almost died last time. <laughs> so I'm sorry for laughing, but it's just like, you <laughs> no. know, it's just, uh, so tell us a little bit about that. We're going to wrap the interview soon. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah um, I will remember this uh, concert of yesterday. So I all, all only played three songs and then we stopped the show right in the middle because uh, I've, I've been... Uh, I've had like the biggest electric shock of all my life. So I already had like sometimes, I don't know, like electricity on stage is not like that uh, reliable. And uh, and you don't know why it happens to you and not to the band before, you know, or after. Yeah. But then, I mean, something really like went wrong yesterday. And uh, we had like very short line check before the show. And I felt something that was, I mean, I, I already had some like small sh like electric shocks, but that were handable. And then right in the middle of the show, I, I don't know what happened, but then I, I almost died. <laughs> oh, and uh, yeah, I mean, uh, the, the electricity made a circle inside of me, you know, like and well, I was like playing my electric guitar and singing and my lips were touching the microphone. And then I was like s s s struck by a, by, a, by a lightning bolt, you know. Oh, my God. And so I had, I mean, I threw my guitar away and I started to shout on everyone and nobody in the audience was understanding what happened, you know, and what was happening because I just left the stage while shouting and I was like completely, you know, like outside of my mind. It just like, no way, as if I was bitten by, 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 by a dog, you know, like there's something like, and so I felt and still what I'm, I'm talking, I, I, my fingers are aching. Oh God! And, uh, and uh, like it's in like 24 hours later. So it was, yeah, it was really, it's really quite strong. strong. Yeah, and then I had to, to, to just like I could not like you know like so so. Yeah, there was a, a strange moment because people didn't understand because it's invisible, you know, like so yeah, so. And I mean, I, I heard like I know the stories uh, like of uh, like musician dying on stage because of electricity. You know, it happened in history. No yeah, yeah, for sure. And uh, and uh, and and this is something. I mean, it's very rare, but it happens, you know. 
and I mean uh, when it's about like uh, it's a super strong energy you know and uh, And I don't know if if I'm if I'm turning into a superhero, you know, like, uh, you know, like that's what I'm hoping. Because serial serials are like a superhero story, yeah, I can, you know, I can like throw like electric bolts. But the, then, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm not uh, I'm not um, I'm not feeling 100% today, as if I was like I had run a, the a marathon yesterday, you know, like all my muscles oh, are you, aching oh and God. I'm super tired today. So yeah, that was a shock. I think you know it just like. Uh, Yeah, I don't know. Uh, so, so yeah, first time of my life, I stop uh, like playing uh, um, a concert in the middle of it. You know? Did you go back on stage or just stop? And no, I, I, I even I didn't want to, to didn't listen want to to, uh, about the stage. So I mean, it's my my the other Cyril and our sound engineer had to pack my stuff for me. You know, I was just like yeah, no way. Yeah, I was traumatized. And so and so I think if you if you ask me to play in this venue again I will say no you know I, I mean I, I I'm, I'm traumatized <laughs> but I mean I it was imagine. a great great festival and thanks uh, Cardiff and stuff I was super happy and the tour is going well but then still it it was uh, wow it's shocking as they say I'm still I'm still <laughs> shocked shocking. as you can hear you know so so yeah, yeah. tonight I'm going to play and I'm, I I will be very <laughs> be away from the mic like <laughs> little by little everything. yeah when I'm going to plug the electricity uh, I think I will have a, a, a one second of doubt <laughs> I, uh, there's no doubt you're gonna have that I'm gonna I'm gonna sum it up I'm gonna play uh, one more song but before we're gonna play that I wanna say thank you for coming on no, thanks for hosting me B-Side Session Cyril from Bongo Joe I love what you're doing keep on doing you wanna introduce that new 7 inch that is coming up right fresh super fresh yeah yeah it's just out a few days ago uh, Chupame El Dedo it's a duo uh, um, of Eblis Alvarez who who is Mr. Meridian Brothers from Bogota in Colombia who who, who like you know, like he's worldwide famous with all his projects but mainly Meridian Brothers and he teamed uh, with um, uh, Pedro Pedro, uh, who's uh, Romperayo, another band that tours a lot, and they have also a trio called uh, um, uh, Los Piranhas together. So they are like, you know, like everlasting life friends. And this duo has a, they have a special concept of, uh, they play like, uh, I don't know, experimental, satanic uh, cumbia. Wow. And uh, this, this, this very seven inch is funny. So they put out two albums, like uh, very experimental. And, uh, and uh, with this seven inch, the idea is like a rehab. So they, 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 they intend to, you know, like get out of their satanic, uh, satanist, uh, you know, like a uh, mood to become like good. So like the, the main single of the two is called Mi Rehabilitacion, which means like uh, my rehab. <laughs> so I think that's the one I so cured. funny. That. They are so funny. And so this is the, like the latest. I mean, we just put out uh, two days ago. Amazing. This, uh, this, this song so we are very lucky to have it here and uh, once again thank you Cyril thanks Doran thank you Cyril 